This Preakness Picks edition of the Sports Gambling Podcast is brought to you by Shady Rays. SGPN is teaming up with Shady Rays for Shady May. Get 50% off your Shady Rays using promo code SGPN and then go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash shady for your chance to win $500. We're also brought to you by Edge Boost. Edge Boost enables you to double your bet with no interest. Go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash edge to get started today. Hey, this is Larry the Cable Guy. You're listening to SGP. Wait, hold on. Say it again. Welcome everyone to the Sports Gambling Podcast. I'm Sean, second the one to green with my partner in picks, Ryan. Real money Kramer. What's happening, Kramer? Dog. I want to talk to Chase and, and Malcolm like they owe me money. <laughs> I lost a lot of money on the Derby. They had me feeling very confident. Oh, well, we 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 had a huge win by Chase, so he, that wasn't the Derby. Oh, okay. That was You're the, right. That, that was that the, was uh, that was a nice win. The turf sprint. That was a nice win. Yes. But I mean, come on, we're a prime time show. Let's not Kirk Cousins it. <laughs> we got to show up in prime time all the time. Hey, before we get uh, Malcolm and the Wolf of Oaklawn on the program talking Preakness picks, we have this week's edition of. <laughs> that is a disgusting act. Uh, jo- uh, this Joe. was this was uh, sent to me by uh, one of my co-hosts of the Die Hard Eagles podcast. Check that out if you're a fellow Eagles fans. Go Birds! This is a, a golf edition, courtesy of uh, Brooks Kepka. Let's take a listen. Ryan. Oh well. Thought I unmuted it. Hold on, let me restart it. There's a lot of guys out here that take their time. Um, it's I think it is a problem. I mean, technically in the rule book it says you got forty shots or forty seconds to He's shot, talking about Cantley. I think it's what it is. Um, and if you're taking over, technically you're breaking the rules, right? So I don't know. How would you fix it? Uh, honestly, I'd start stroking guys. If you're gonna take that long, you gotta get stroked. Doesn't matter if you're. Um, I mean, there's certain circumstances where you know the wind switches, something like that. It's understandable, but <laughs> oh man, Just sounds like something you might hear in the bedroom. Hey, if it's gonna take this long, you gotta get uh, stroked. We uh, gotta, we gotta change something up here. I'm just uh, Brooks's uh, lady friends checking the wind before she gets to, gets to business with them. I mean, that certainly would help me uh, help me hurry up uh, my golf swing if I was also getting stroked. You just gotta stroke those guys. It's like Brooks. I thought that was what the nineteenth <laughs> hole was. Uh, all right, hey, before we bring on uh, Malcolm and the Wolf, of course, shout out to Edge Boost, the world's first ever bet now pay later Visa card. All right, Edge Boost enables you to double your bet with no interest. Pay it back over four equal weekly installments, zero percent interest. So again, uh, no vig on that. All you gotta do is deposit your funds. Edge boost will match the deposit. So you can use two X the funds on any legal sports betting site, AKA you want to get down for the preakness. Uh, maybe you got the uh, winner and maybe, maybe we'll be hearing the winner. Hopefully knock on wood uh, edge currently offers up to $2,500 in advances as you build a repayment history. 
my edge double boost, uh, my edge boost double down play of the day. I'm going back to the well with the Miami Heat. Loved what I saw game one. I know it's a little chalky, but the the line moved up to nine. The the theory is hey, it's gonna zigzag, but I th- I think the Heat keep it close. So I'm going Miami plus nine. Uh, just go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com/slash/edge to sign up today. Sportsgamblingpodcast.com/slash/edge. Must be 21 years or older. Uh, only valid in legal gambling states. Problem gambling? Call one eight hundred Gambler. You think Joe Mazzula is going to get the the, the, uh, the ship right? Right. You were. I sent you a clip uh, uh. proving your theory that he was a psycho, uh, answering some of the questions of the press conference. The guy has really lost his mind. This next gentleman, he hasn't lost his mind. You know him as the host of the Notorious OTB podcast. Drop them a subscription. Toss them a review. Uh, get in there for that fallen Bob painting, the Wolf of Oaklawn himself. What's happening, Wolf? I'm here. I'm ready. And a general reminder, guys, uh, it is Preakness week. Therefore, uh, I insist that you refer to me as his freakness. His freakness. Uh, Yes. (laughs) You Uh, should. We should howl at his freakness. Uh, yeah, we'll get it. Got a lot of, a lot of action here on the Preakness. Uh, before we get to that, we have to congratulate you. Mm. You did hit uh, <laughs> so nobles uh, and the exacta, the, the exacta, what was it? It was the turf sprint race on the Friday before the Kentucky Derby and apologies, Sean, not always great with the pronunciation. No balls. Yeah. The name of the no. Well, how do you pronounce it? Right? Uh, you said nobles. 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 No, no balls. No balls. No, there's only one L though. No, I know. Oh, okay. Know. Um Chase. We, we you hit a, you we hit a 500 our... to one exact. Uh, what what uh walk us through your celebration when you saw that come in? I I was expecting more of a sweat. Uh I, I actually <laughs> kind of figured that oh, that's we had just it. such a classic response. Yeah, I was I, expecting to work for a five hundred to one, but you know, reminds, day at the re- office. reminds me of Cornell, Wisconsin in twenty twenty <laughs> or twenty twelve. So they, whenever they hit the opening quarter, it was only 22 seconds is a really easy lead. Uh, it was just a prayer for the wire to hurry up and get there. And then uh, something in my DNA, whenever I have <laughs> like a financial windfall from a, a, a gambling win, uh, I start sweating like Jack lemon trying to make a sale and Glenn Gary, Glenn Ross. Like I just go straight into <laughs> flop sweat. Like I'm on trial for murder. Um, so yeah, I, I, it was a lot of sweaty euphoria afterwards that y- you and Sean are long lost friend. I mean, sounds a lot like the the day that Sean won two hundred grand at DraftKings. It was just mm-hmm. like, get me the fuck out of here. <laughs> Thought something really bad was gonna happen. Uh, speaking <laughs> of sweaty euphoria, this guy uh, celebrating his uh, his Premier League team uh, playing really well on the pitch. You know him from the Premier League Gambling Podcast and the MLB Gambling Podcast. Our official friend across the pond, Mr. Malcolm Bamford. What's happening, Mal? Ryan, if you would like me and Chase to stroke each other in penance for our Kentucky Derby picks, then <laughs> I am fully prepared to do that. Um, no, just finished recording a very giddy episode of the Premier League Gambling Podcast uh, with Big Baz because Newcastle took a huge step tonight to where uh, I know you don't care. I know none of you care, but I'm going to tell you anyway. Uh, a huge <laughs> step towards it. Champions League qualification. We humped Brighton 4 1 tonight. So we stand on the precipice of Champions League qualification. Um, yeah, and, uh, yeah, it's been a long day. There's a little cloud hanging over my head. Uh, I was like Charlie Brown's mate all day. I was panicking. <laughs> I was anxious. And I need not have been because we were outstanding. So yeah, dead excited, but 
excited for the ponies and to speak to you boys too. So good evening. Well, I have a surprise for Malcolm because I think I shared with, with that that you know we I was exploring picking up a, a Premier League team because the oh, little the little yes. one has fancied watching like getting into what we watch every highlight of every game every weekend the extended version. So we're talking like a solid 90 minutes of commitment to soccer every week. And nice. uh, we decided we needed to re- start pick up a team. And so we we're right now we're evaluating Newcastle. We're in the tra- we're in the por- the fan oh, okay. portal. Newcastle's currently in the lead. So I if I was going to put out one of those top 5 recruiting graphics, Newcastle would be the big logo, like currently number 1. But just so you know, uh, I care. Sean doesn't care. I do care. True. I don't uh, care. But I'm I'm happy for Malcolm. I'm big, happy for Malcolm. Big factor in the fan the the portal evaluation. I have a Newcastle jersey already. Yes. Thanks to Malcolm. Yep. Yes. The the jersey With name on it. Yes. <laughs> there is a, there is a Los Angeles um, supporters club for Newcastle United, and oh. they get together, watch all the games in the bar. So if you take her there, oh. get your shirt on, go down to the bar. Oh. That will sell it. That will seal the deal, I reckon. Uh, you're, you're now. That's that's a you lot more. Do, you need to do like a recruiting video, Ryan, where you like have all the hats or, or the, <laughs> your kits. You have three kits in front of you, and uh, you pick one. I'm two kits short currently. Yeah, I guess I guess that wouldn't be. Uh, I do have a Jamaican national team jersey. <laughs> all right, maybe uh, right by the. I wonder why you support them, Ryan. Ah, big fan of the island. All right, let's uh, let's talk Preakness here. Uh, starting it off, Wolf, uh, give us give us a little give us a little breakdown on the Pimlico race ho- race course in beautiful Bodymore, uh, Myrtleland. <laughs> You mispronounced his freakness. Yes, sorry, your freakness. Uh, walk us through the course here. Yeah, well, you've got the freakness at Pimlico in Baltimore. Uh, it's a classic track. The it's known for the kind of the golden rail on the uh, on the dirt where uh, the rail seems to heat up on big days. Uh, now, wait, you know, what do you got, mean? What do you mean by the rail seems to heat up? When you see horses that run on that first path that are right that are right by the rail, uh, it tend they tend to carry a little bit further. Like they might look gas, but they just seem to seem to start keep finding and everything. Or you'll see horses that uh, were trailing uh, actually make moves up the rail where other horses are flattening out. So uh, it, it's just a little like bit of like a path is, bias. Is that like in cross country skiing when the person tries to leave the the predetermined trail to to pass someone, but it's slower? Oh, interesting. Hmm. So ah, that's very fascinating. By by the way, Sean, most people call it a horse track, not a horse course. Well, I, I'm reading I'm reading his notes, and it says race course. It's te- technically called Pimlico race course. Oh, um, so shut the fuck up, Ryan. <laughs> but of course, this is the premier weekend. They've got on Friday. You have the Black Eyed Susan Stakes, which is Ooh. a big race for three year old fillies. Essentially, this is the Kentucky Oaks of Preakness weekend. Uh, and then you've got the big one, the second leg of the triple crown on Saturday. Uh, you've also got Bruno Mars playing in the infield. Ooh. I believe uh, there are the porta potty races uh, where people oh, run. Legends. I don't know what they're running towards. I can only tell a certain doom possibly <laughs> with people throwing tall boys of what appears to be probably not Bud Light this year. I'm going to assume I'm assuming like who's like flying through the air. Uh, yeah, it's, it's a wild weekend and his freakness approves. It's very edgy for 2023 to throw cans at people. And yeah, do they still do the yeah. porta potty races and do uh, Malcolm any any handicapping you've done on the uh, on the drunken people uh, running on the porta johns? Any any handicapping insights there for the for those races? I'm not familiar with um, oh. U.S. 
uh, horse course shenanigans. Oh. <laughs> I'm very familiar with um, UK race course shenanigans because um, it's just permanently. It's, but the big festivals in the UK are just it's a drunken mess. Especially if you go to the northern ones where you get in, like in Newcastle, for example, they have what they call Ladies' Day. There's not a. Oh, I no. mean, that's a stretch. Like, and <laughs> you can guarantee by six pm if you go into town. Uh, there's not every woman's carrying their shoes. It's one of those days, <laughs> you know. You see, yeah. like it's like the Oklahoma land rush. All the single men and some of the not so single ones <laughs> are just out in town trying to hoover up all of these women carrying their shoes by, so, uh, by so tea your, time on a race day. In your country, so a, do you also what? run on temporary uh, restrooms? I have never heard. No, I've never heard of it. <laughs> mm. Ah, see? They're too classy Bullshit, for that. They're, they're too classy yeah, for that kind of thing. Fucking traditionalists over there. They're tea. All right. Let's talk about it. Friday, the black eyed Susan, AKA uh, race 13 here. Uh, what do you like your freakness? Uh, what, what are we doing here? Black eyed Susan. Well, you've got a uh, favor that I think is going a favor that's going in just basically on trainer name alone, because the Bob is back. That's right. Bob Baffert is mm. allowed to enter horses. Can't in his stop leg yeah, I uh, it's in my DNA to fade him. I'm gonna try to beat him, and I'm gonna use uh, horse number eight, ball pole. Uh, I'm all into these these horses where you Wait pronounce a second. ball ball pole. <laughs> yeah, that sounds ball, like ball pool. That sounds like a is Brooks Kepka a partial owner there? <laughs> Pro stroking horse. But I, I think that this horse could actually end up with a comfortable lead. I don't think that there's a, a ton of pace, and I think that FISA is uh, really dependent. FISA being the Bob Baffert favorite, uh, really dependent on getting that sort of pace set up uh, without that much early speed. It's easy for a horse like ball pole to, to make the lead and uh, hold it all the way around. So I I'm taking that shot at, at eight to one with the, with the wind bet. And then uh, I'm going to do uh, an exact to here with ball pull and first, and then I'm going to use uh, a horse Merlaza who really pops on third graph figures could be due for a monster race uh, underneath uh, with the, with FISA. Like I, whenever you talk thoroughgraphs, I yeah. love the, that we're, sure. we're talking horsealytics here, uh, Ryan. Well, and if you're wearing glasses like the ones you have, like we yes. were toying around before the show, you get like the extra dimension of thoroughgraphs. Oh, yes, I got I got my horse racing uh, shades on here. Yeah. Love these things, uh, Merlaza. What is that horse outright? Uh, I, I know Balpool straight up looking around eight to one right now. Uh, Fiza is the favorite. The Baffert one, like you were saying, that's sitting at around seven to five. What is Merlaza just to win? Merlaza is six to one right now uh, mm. on the morning line. Uh, it being Brad Cox, if you can bet it at fixed odds, uh, you know, in an offshore book or wherever you know you're able to to place your horse bets, I, I would probably take that shot with Merlaza at six to one because you're not going to get a better price on this come race time. Mm. All right, I'm just gonna put some stuff in the old yeah. shopping cart. Not tr- not hungry. This. We had a nice lunch, so I'm not hungry. But I am gonna just. By the way, a uh, ball pool is uh, plus seven fifty on that uh, same futures market. Oh, okay. All right, that's not bad. Uh, uh, Mal, any thoughts on the Black Eyed Susan? Yeah, I got a couple of thoughts. That the favorite um, is favorite for a good reason. Has won five for five, but the horse comes out of California and. Now, I'm not going to pretend that <laughs> this is uh, one of my nuggets of information, but I have been told, I have it on good authority, that um, the Californian Phillies uh, don't often match up with their counterparts from the rest of the nation. Mm. So um, Californian Phillies can often flatter to deceive a little bit. Um, so I, I'd be happy to... It's too short a price as well. So I'd be happy to put a line through that. 
The other one I put a line through early. Now, um, this is going to fly in the face of what everything Chase just said, because the one I put a line through early was Ballpool. I just, I don't like it at all. I think it was really well placed by Pletcher last time out. It won a small field race. It, the, the race was meant to run on the turf. It was really wet. They took it off the turf. Loads of horses defected. Um, and Todd Pletcher saw his chance and thought, I'll stick mine in, steal the money, which is exactly what he did. So Ballpool went and did it. I think this is a much, much tougher assignment. The good news is the one I do like is Malaza. Mm. Um, so we got, we, we got kind some of consensus. All, we've all, yeah, we've got a, a, a mild consensus. I, I hate one of Jason's picks. I love the <laughs> other one. This is an improver, which you know is one of my things. Um, she has won three in a row. Shows good speed. Finished really well at Oakland last time. Was uh, was still running through the line. So yeah, Malaza for me. And I do like that there's a horse called Husier Philly. Um, she's a, a fly in the ointment here because on her two year old form. She'd be the head and shoulders the best horse in this race, I think. However, she seems to have lost away a little bit. Now, they're young horses. If she runs like we know she can, um, she's really like she's been working well. She looks okay. So there's no reason why she can't get back to that two-year-old form. Uh, so if she can if she can reprise some of those runs, um, then uh Husier Philly will be live at seven to one. So Malaza and Husier Philly are the two for me. Hmm. So maybe, maybe, yeah. Uh, say that name again. Who's yeah? Hmm. Who's yeah? Who, who, who's yeah? Is it's not Hoosier with American sports <laughs> it's, it's, people, it's isn't Hoosier. it? Because it's Hoosier. Okay. Yeah. yeah. That's what I said. Yeah. Well, yeah. it's. I think, sure that's. I think there's some the, the translation from uh, English to English. It's getting. Well, lost I, I, I was bit. looking. I, again, I was. I'm doing a little shopping over here, and I'm like, Hoosier. Hmm. So uh, to me, I'm gonna. I, I like they. They both like Merlaza here, Ryan. Hmm. I think I'm just gonna go win play show with Merlaza. Oh, wow. Okay. And then Merlaza. Hoosier and ball pool in a try box with the idea of just fading uh FISA there. It makes a lot of sense to me. Okay, so I, I like those two. Maybe sprinkle all three in the, the futures the, markets too. Oh yeah, all right. <laughs> I'm just gonna do that so I remember are, to are put the all the uh, uh uh Sir Freakness uh or his freakness. Um <laughs> are all are all these races eight horse races? Uh, a lot of the the turf races actually have a lot more entries, and there are a few more a uh, few of the stakes races that are on the undercard on Friday and on Saturday uh, are all are a lot bigger. They're double digits, you know, twelve to fourteen horses. Real real quick, because sure. I, I know the audience always loves uh, trivia. Mm. What? Uh, why is it called the Black Eyed Susan Stakes, Sean? Uh, Chase and Malcolm, I'm sure know the answer to this question. Black or specialist that they are. <laughs> um, Malcolm just made a face uh, youtubecom gambling podcast. Black eyed Susan, I have no idea. Which, first of all, the fact that they some, haven't some lady who burned dinner, yeah, Ryan. They haven't changed the no, name. I, I could not. I I just did that for Chase, just to get a reaction out of it. I will say this: surprising that we haven't seen the state flower of Maryland change its name with mm. black eyed Susan, not a very progressive. I mean, I don't, yeah, seriously. how do you explain what that? It, to, uh, hey honey, I, we're going <laughs> to, Hey, you're, you're, you're spending some day, a day with the daughters and you want to plant some black eyed Susans. Wait, is that a, is it a plant? What are it's we a talking about? It's oh, a yellow okay. flower with hmm. a black center. Hence okay. the black eye. All right. Easy and it's enough. the state flower of Maryland where the Preakness takes place. That's all. Love it. Yeah. But the it, little flower it history. seems as though they've leaned into making I know race for Phillies, so the ladies are racing. 
but they've also turned it into a big like ladies' day out at the Preakness. Mm. So what a what a way to trick some yeah. women into coming to ladies the park. night. Hey, it's ladies' <laughs> day here at the horse racing. Well, I mean, that's why they came up with the fun idea, uh, the idea of fun hats. Yeah, that's the only way you can kind of get. Uh, ladies into the idea of Kentucky Derby. My wife is really torn as an animal person. She sees uh, <laughs> all these headlines of horses dying and then, but then she's like, Oh, fun hat. So and really on the fence, but uh, leaning towards no here. And like Malcolm fun, described fun hats with a great equalizer, yeah. you, a lot can be palatable with a great hat. And like Malcolm and, and mentioned, I, and uh, CJ, of course, man in the box has been uh, reminding everyone <laughs> who, who mentions horses way less horses have been dying than historically. So yeah, that's they're doing great, better than they used to do. Really, really uh, uh, and optimistic. I, and like Malcolm mentioned earlier, I'm sure this day ends with a bunch of women uh, carrying their uh, shoes yeah, out like to the a, park, like parking a fr- lot. Frat party from Penn State. You would just see them walking back uh, with their shoes. Oh, uh, the the all timer was. Uh, I went to pick up my wife or tried to pick up my wife at the Rose bowl after a Beyonce concert. And I couldn't get to within like four miles. And it was just hordes of women walking uh, shoeless. And there was some genius in the parking lot selling sandals for $20. And he was just making nice. a killing instead of, you know, normally they sell t-shirts. Yeah, genius. This guy was just selling sandals. He was just cleaning up. I was I, almost like the guys that sold those uh, pickaxes to the people trying to find gold. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Geniuses. Selling them the jeans. All right, uh, let's move over to Saturday, the Maryland Sprint Stakes Race 11, six furlongs, 100K uh, Maryland Sprint Stakes. What do we got here, uh, Sir Freakness? What are we What are we doing? I, I'm trying to call my shot again on, on the undercard. Mm. And uh, okay, while this right pick this has, down, it, it's got roughly 15 to 20 percent less stank than than no balls, but. Uh, I think this could possibly be end up being your biggest long shot of the day at the okay. uh, Preakness card if we get it. Uh, I, I'm taking the the three threes over deuces at fifteen to one. Whoa, whoa, uh, I, on. fifteen to one, Sean. He's coming in heavy. He heard me. Okay, he heard me at the top of the show. All right, I'm listening. Threes over deuces, fifteen to one. Okay, it's. Should be able to clear, get to the rail. All the early speed is coming from way out wide. They're going to have to expend a lot of energy dueling each other wide to the rail. Uh, and this horse stands to just sit a good trip behind those early reader, uh, those early leaders on the rail. And as soon as a hole opens up, hopefully, hopefully goes and uh, gets home for the price. Okay, so now you got this at fifteen to one. Uh, do you got any sort of win play show and exacto? What do we, any sort of long shot enough. on top like of that? that? I mean, 15 to one's great. Don't get me wrong, but uh, you know, come on. I, I, I need a lot to get really, uh, to get, to get yeah. full uh, sword vitality is not running right now. Exactly. Sean's, Sean needs a little bit more. <laughs> I need lead. a little pick me up. You're there are horses that are going to take a lot of money in the, uh, the place and show pools that are like, I think could possibly miss the board. If that happens and it makes sense to go ahead that this horse win play show, and then I'll probably try to play another exacta using uh, threes over deuces in first, and then using the number seven Nakatomi and the eight straight no chaser in second. Uh, those are the most likely winners uh, of the race if threes over deuces doesn't fire like like uh, I think he will. Uh, so I would not only play that exacta with three over seven eight, but also seven eight over three to kind of cover your bases there in case the horse gets picked off late. Mm. My bases sound like they'll be covered here. All right, so it it sounds like we already have a pretty. I mean, this 
All right, can just uh, um, I got a bunch of notes. I'm just looking at the the, <laughs> the girth of the notes. A lot of lot of action here. What about you, Mal? You got any uh, any thoughts here on the race eleven Maryland Sprint Stakes? Yeah, I, I looked at this. This this appealed to me because it's a sprint, and there's a lot of older horses in there. Um, which we'll get a lot of that in this country. So you'll you'll see some seven and eight year olds. And I yeah. felt like I could handicap this, uh, so I did from scratch, kind of blind, without looking at the odds. And the answer is straight no chaser, uh, which is one that um, Chase has just put up um, in in his exotics um, with the uh, with his fifteen to one selection there. So yeah, I got no problem with that. The, the favourite uh, Nakatomi. We've seen I've seen this run in this country, he ran at Ascot in the Norfolk Stakes. Um, but it has a tendency to find trouble this horse. If there's trouble to be found, Nakatomi's there. Um so yeah, straight no chase was the one for me, and I enjoyed handicapping this. It was this was kind of in my uh in my uh, ballpark. So yeah, I was happy with this pick. I'd like we should uh, maybe record that process next time. The, the people would love to watch. <laughs> Malcolm handicapped from scratch, Sean. Well, he, he might be in the bathtub, Ryan. I don't know if we can. Uh, I don't know if we can authorize all recording of Malcolm. Do you do you know? So we we just discussed the race, and, yeah. and we're about to discuss a race that is. Uh, well, I don't know how many, but we just discussed the six furlong race. Mm-hmm. How long is a furlong? Uh, quarter mile. Quarter mile. That's my first guess. Yep. Eighth mile. Eighth mile. Two hundred and twenty yards. Two hundred twenty okay. yards or forty rods. Hmm. Do you, the What's the a ori- rod? The rod, a great, great question. It's a length of about five and a half yards, which is believed to originated from the typical length of a medieval ox goad, basically oh, wow. the metal rod that would hook from the oxes to the plow. <laughs> so that <laughs> I love, I love it. I love how, how this stuff gets started. So it's it's actually forty rods. Okay. Which is the that, that, that's how I measure most. Things, which again, rods. Brooks Kepka might be interested over here again, <laughs> just coming in stroking. Uh, he's he's talking to his uh, he's talking to his caddy. How many rods am I away from this? Okay, give me give me my eight iron. About sixty rods uh, out here. Uh, uh, I'm the only one that wishes he was really talking about Bryson DeChambeau oh. the, the sexual attention. Uh, I just. Oh, yes. I mean, imagine four, forty rods in one day. That's, that's a, a that's lot. a furlong. That's a lot. You're gonna be tired. Hey. Uh, before we get to our official Preakness picks, shout out to Talkify. That's right, Talkify. Again, dating this hard, Talkify is easy. Makes it so easy to find your perfect match. If you're looking for a stroking partner, uh, Talkify is the place to go. They have trusted compatibility specialists, hand select successful and compelling candidates, so you can date consciously and productively. Again, so much wasted time and dating, the awkward questions, the horrible first dates. Again, you, you want a perfect uh, first date. You got to get it going. Talkify is here to help make that happen. They do all the screening, uh, the heavy lifting beforehand. They really make it easy. 80% of their clients met their person within the first 12 matches. Right now, Talkify is offering our listeners 20% off when you become a client at talkify.com slash SGPN. That's T A W K I I. K I F Y.com slash SGPN for 20% off. When you become a client, talkify.com slash SGPN. And Hey, got a big date coming up. Uh, maybe a talkify match pop on those shady rays. Love my shady rays. 
Uh, not only are they great sunglasses, they even ship to the United Kingdom. I know uh, Baz from the Premier League Gambling Podcast got himself a pair. You look sharp. You bet sharp. You're going out. Maybe you maybe you got a porta potty uh, race to run. You need some protective eyewear. Again, you don't want to get hit in the uh, hit in the eye with a with a beer can. And let's say you break your shady rays running on top of porta potties. If there's anyone that this would happen to, I think it might be someone in our audience, Ryan, uh, <laughs> they got you covered. Uh, no questions asked. They're not going to say, Hey, were you at the Preakness uh, getting involved in some shenanigans? You don't have to answer those questions where your shady rays attorney don't answer any questions. How your shady rays broke or got lost. You don't need to shady promo code SGPM 50% off. And then Sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash shady for your chance to win the five hundred dollar Shady May contest. Here be we are, Ryan. Be a pretty cool way to lose to break your glasses. <laughs> yes. C- catch a course light to the face running across <laughs> temporary bathrooms. Uh we'll we'll I'll include some links in the uh oh, podcast.com to some I, videos. I, I was gonna say the vi- it's like uh what how did Elon how do they describe the rocket exploding? The, the the rapid unplanned uh, de- or rapid deconstruct or unplanned deconstruction or something like that rapid unplanned disassembly yeah that that's uh, that's some of those porta potties <laughs> yes come this they're Saturday not, they're not made to be run on top of uh, I'll include as a guy who used to work on a clip show I I I'm aware of many of a good uh, good uh, porta potty clips can you think of a worse place to try to take a shit. No, no. At a, I mean, any sort of live sporting event, and then you throw in the the fact that someone may be running on top of your uh, porta potty. It is just truly. We live in a time of the internet. Disgusting act. How is this not live streamed? I do not know, oh, Ryan. I, I'm sure there's damn. some. I'm sure there's some people going on. Uh, I'd going like on to, Instagram live. I'd like to watch the live. John ja Morant. Mm. Uh, all wow, right. Jesus. Let, let's talk Preakness race thirteen. One and a half million dollars up for grabs. Three-year-old Colts uh, are the uh, horses that will be racing. Obviously, Mage is running. Only uh, only Kentucky Derby horse that is running in the Preakness. There's is only Forte running. Forte, uh, yeah. because Forte was a vet scratch. Because actually, uh, they they had a he tested positive for a therapeutic overage. Um, so there's a little bit of a question mark around him. But he scratched the day uh, the day of the Derby because of there's like being a 14 day period uh, with the oh, Kentucky vet. Yeah, so he, he wouldn't qualify to, to like race the, in this race. It's like the concussion protocol. Yeah. He got fucked. He got boxed in. All so right. is the theory that he was hurt and they were giving him a bunch of drugs to make him be all right? Um, there's a lot just of normal shit. It. Uh, you know, I don't know for sure how any of this works. Uh, some theories say when these they get popped for these drug these like therapeutic overages that it's actually a masking agent for something else. Yeah. No proof. I have no proof. I have no idea if that's that makes true. sense. And the other thing is, it just maybe like you you can give the horses these things, but you have to it has to be out of their system by race day, and so maybe they just didn't metabolize it fast enough. Mm, okay, All I right. mean, generally, I would say if when someone tests positive for something that's not illegal, uh, but it can hide stuff that is illegal, that's probably what <laughs> it, they're doing. It was like Sammy yeah. Sosa when he was like randomly <laughs> testing positive for estrogen. It's like uh, trying to grow breasts, Sammy. What's going on I here? Now my wife needs the HGH. <laughs> yeah. Or yeah, it was it was uh, Peyton Manning's <laughs> wife had ordered uh, all that testosterone in the mail. 
<laughs> All right. Hey, whatever you and the missus are uh, into, uh, we're not judging. Dick, you know? We're not judging, Peyton. All right. We'll let you start things off here, Mal. What do you like in the preakness? Of course, uh, Malcolm's article up mm. over at sportsgamblingpodcast.com. Always my first read when I'm when I'm diving deep in the horse handicapping streets. What do you got for us here on the preakness, Malcolm? Yeah, so Mage is the favourite, um, as you mentioned, the only horse. I think this is the first time since 1960-something there's only been one Kentucky Derby entrant, um, which has made it to, uh, to this race. And there's a conversation to be had another day amongst amongst horsemen, etc., whether or not the... <laughs> These, um, what are you laughing at? That these, just, these races are now too close the, together. Just, wait, yeah. Malcolm, we're ha- we are all horsemen, and we're having a conversation. I just love your. I think it was just the turn of phrase of uh, a conversation to be had among horsemen. It was just, it was just very, it was just delightful. Sean, we need to Photoshop oh. the four horsemen. The me, four horsemen. Me, you, yes. Mal, and, oh. and Chase. Now we're talking. <laughs> Um, all right, sorry, continue. Because all in all sports, we, I hear you people talk about load management. Moonaf's always on about that. Yeah. The yes. Basketball, etc. Um, I saw it tonight. Brighton left their three best players on the bench against Newcastle because they had a game last week. And the same things happened with horses. They don't they used to run them all the time. They'd run 13, 14, 15 times a year, sometimes more. There was a horse ran one twice on the same day at Newcastle. Uh, back in the day, which is completely and utterly unheard of. It's like so pictures. these two yeah. races are two weeks apart, and their horses are worth gazillions of pounds, and they don't want to risk them, which is fair enough. So the only one who's taken the risk is Mage because he won the Derby. So you've got the option of um, winning the Triple Crown there. Mage, I, th- I thought we were a little bit unlucky picking the uh, the winner of the Kentucky Derby because I like I wanted the unexposed horses. Um, and the one we landed on was Kings Barnes. Now, Mage is kind of in the same profile in that Mage had only had three starts before. There was a lot of imponderables about it. And actually, Mage came out, uh, got a clean run into a fast pace. Everything went his way. And on his own, his, uh, only his fourth start, he improved on what he'd done previously um, and won. It wasn't a fluke. Um, I think if he reproduces that form, or indeed any of his previous form, that might get it done today. However, the question is, um, how fresh is it going to be after the derby? It's a grueling race. It's a hard race. It's a 20-runner field. Uh, there's a lot of uh, exertion to be had on the horse. Then they ship it out to Baltimore. Um, so will Mage recover in time? That's the question, Mark. You've got to ask yourself about that one. I'm going to go with no. Um, so I'm looking elsewhere. So we're now looking around amongst the, the, the other seven. There's a couple that stand out with me. The first one is... Uh, first mission, uh, which is the Godolphin horse trained by Brad Cox. Another one that's only had three starts, um, won the grade three Lexington, which was quite recently April the 15th, um, and did it with a really good attitude, knuckled down. It looked really workmanlike. It looked pretty straightforward <laughs> is what you want. If you've got these thoroughbred horses, it's going to be a bit flighty. Uh, this thing looked straightforward. Um, so you want that on your side. Uh, that's, a, that's a box ticked. I've put that in with one of the fancy prices. There's a horse called Perform, uh, which I've got up at 25 to 1 here. Yes, um, Perform won, um, won a really mad race um, at Laurel Park where it was at various points seen on the inside of the track, on the outside of the track. It was seen in the post office on the local high street. It was <laughs> all over the place and then eventually <laughs> broke through and won. Uh, a really good, uh, a good fun 
what and they supplemented this. We've talked about this before, Sean. This should be a, a, a trivia question for you. The owners um, supplemented this horse for one hundred and fifty thousand dollars to enable it to run. Um, and before that, she was running against some tough company as well. So first mission perform, and then the third one I'm going to take for my try. Wait, does that mean they paid? A, hold on, does that mean they paid 150k for perform to run in this race? Correct. Yes. Oh, so they're pretty. Con- oh, yeah. No. There's, yeah. There's various entry levels, so you can enter this horse the day it's born. Might cost you fifty dollars. Obviously, a gazillion horses enter. And then one by one, for various reasons, they don't make it to the track, they don't train up. You can then hope, you can, so there's various, you can enter it at six months, it might cost you $10,000. You can enter it. So to enter it a couple of weeks ago, cost them 150 grand. So they're not going there, they're not pissing about, like that. they're going there wanting uh, wanting a good run for the money. Um, so the third one I've got in there behind that is the Baffert Horse uh, National Treasure. This has all the hallmarks of a plot. Um, there's more questions than answers the more you dig into national treasures for. It's only won one race out of five. Um, Buffett doesn't know how to get them ready for this. He's got seven wins uh, in this race. Had a bit of an unsettled prep. They keep putting the blinkers on. They take the blinkers off. Um, so, yeah, it's a bit of a grinder, but this does smell like a Bob Buffett plot to me. And wouldn't Bob Buffett just want the storyline to be him this weekend, having not been able to have a runner in the Kentucky Derby? So I think first mission for me, 11-4, perform at a fancy price can run a big race yeah. and then national treasure can follow those who, uh, that's my one, two, three. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I, I, I went to go look, uh, I wanted to see if there was any relation between national treasure and, and Nicholas cage. Maybe he was, maybe <laughs> he, he was, was some, an investor. Maybe, maybe he was somehow, uh, I do I, like that nugget about them dropping 150 grand to Malcolm's point that shows they got a feeling that they're serious well, about what, this horse. When does a horse typically end? Like what, like, we're most of these horses. I'm guess that's not normal for horses to do that. They did nearly all enter when they're first eligible at, at birth, pretty much. Okay. Because literally, there'll be there'll be seven thousand entries. Like every every horse that's born in Kentucky in those breeding states, just automatically get. You're talking multi-millionaire. It's just procedure. Um, it would be negligent of someone not to enter. It. I don't really know why it's been missed. Um, but you do. It this does happen occasionally. Mm. Crazy. So, uh, Wolf, aka his freakness. How say you about the freakness itself? I, I mean, I agree a, a lot with what uh, what Mal is saying. I, I landed on the the eight first mission. Uh, I think Mage is an excellent horse. I think Mage might be the best horse in this race with the the brightest future. Uh, but the the fact of the matter is that Mage is pace compromised with this race because there's not. Well, here, uh, the way Mage won the the triple the uh, Kentucky Derby was, uh, I think they hit the the half mile in forty five point three seconds, which is one of the fastest in the last thirty years. It actually matches the half mile from last year, whenever they set the fastest quarter too. So this was a very fast race. It kind of just fell to Mage. Now Mage had to do you know everything right to to take advantage of it, um, but I don't think that there'll be as much to take advantage of. So I really like Mage. In second, because a horse trying to close into a slower pace, not a lot of pace pressure, just like smacks of finish second by a head or finish second by a neck. Uh, I do like first mission for for Godolphin and Brad Cox here. Uh, another one that really pops on the thoroughgraphs. Uh, I I don't have faith in, in Bob Baffert's horse shipping east. Uh, I, I remember seeing it a couple of years ago, right after the Medina Spirit thing. Everyone thought 
Bob's horses are going to come in and fire because Bob's got this chip on his shoulder and he had some horses that looked like absolute studs that just fell flat. Been a couple of years, things have changed, but that sticks out to me and also fuck Bob Baffert. Um, <laughs> wow. So, so I'm going to be betting uh, first mission to, to win here. Uh, I'm going to use uh, Mage, Red Route 1, and Blazing 7s as all horses underneath in a trifecta. So I'll take those three horses and put them in second and third. So you have one horse in first, three in second and third. Oh, all right. Making some notes here, Sean. Yeah, a lot going right, on. This is, I mean, honestly, we're going to have to have a debrief after the show. <laughs> Make sure we get all this right. I, I mean, the fact that they're both on first mission like that, I love Malcolm's case for perform. So. I think for me, perform definitely going to co-sign win play show. And then uh, first mission red route run was the other one that uh, um, uh, uh, unrelated to chase. Just mentioning it uh, was also looking at that's another longer shot. So yeah, there, there are a couple other horses. National treasure. You said you were out on. So sorry. Let's see. Um, <laughs> All right. I got, you, I, I got, so I, here's what I'm doing, Ron. I want I want first mission in there. I want perform in there. So I'm I, really, I have I'm, them both to win. I, I'm I'm insanely annoyed. Like why this whole time I'm taking all these notes, uh, <laughs> not remembering that of course Chase wrote all this down. Oh, yes, he has well, he has the, the research done. Get the fuck. Who who should be the third horse to put in my try box? Oh, I know that um, that Malcolm was saying uh, National Treasure. Uh, I don't know. We do like Nicholas Kate. I mean. Malcolm said National Treasure. Malcolm, if you had to throw a third horse besides National Treasure, I got First Mission Perform. What's another horse you like here to to round out my try box? Oh, it's tricky, man. I, um. Blazing sevens, Chase mentioned. Um, Sounds Chad like a Brown's slot machine. This <laughs> really crafty, um, mm. and no, again had a couple of uh, winners in this. The horse has been quite highly tried. The it's finished behind forty a few times, so they think a lot of it. Uh, this horse, they've, they've been trying it at the top level. So yeah, uh, take the the Chad Brown horse. Blazing sevens, short would be my. Mm. All right, so there yeah, it we're, is. We're gambling. Try so. box. Blazing sevens perform and. First mission that feels great, right? Actually, love oh, that feels that sounds, great. With only when you eight, put, put those bets together. Like you really have to mix up your running styles. Like you don't want all horses that run on the front, all horses that close. And so with that box, like you've got pretty much everyone put in there. That's great. Let's go. Oh, that's gonna feel with so only good eight, when that hits red. With only eight horses, it's, it feels a little bit like we we can be Colby with the USFL and just <laughs> bet on half the horses. I know. Fuck it, let's go. There are they, uh, just just for the Dgens, chase the chaos and coffee with Chris, both sitting at sixty six to one. Uh, do either of those horses have a chance, Sir Freakness? And if one of them did, which which one would it be? I, I would say if you were going to roll with either one of those, it would be coffee with Chris. The reason being that uh, chase the chaos has will bait chasing the chaos likes to come from way, way far back. And if there's no pace, then it has the same issue as mage. It's not as talented of a horse as mage. Uh, so I, I think the other one uh, that, that you mentioned uh, is, is coffee with Chris. That was going to have stand a chance to be closer to the lead. It's been running against, uh, you know, uh, mid Atlantic stakes company. Who knows? Could pop. This isn't a star studded field by any means. I uh, winner could come out of nowhere. Hmm. A uh, real quick, unrelated to the Preakness, related to the Kentucky Derby and Kings Barnes. Malcolm, as that horse was 
was looking promising and then coming down the stretch, it just stopped trying. Like did, did, did something happen? Did the horse break a leg or was that just it giving up like a coward? Yeah. The second oh one. my God. <laughs> I, I, I'm the watching it. No, let's, let me set this interested in us. The, Let me see. The jockeys yeah. aren't as interested as us in fucking in our <laughs> Quinella or whatever the hell it is. It's actually the, the owners of Kings Barn actually threw the jockey under the bus uh, really? after after the ride in the Kentucky Derby. Yeah. Um, I don't know what the instructions were supposed to be because it looked like a horse that needed to be running on the front, but they asked him, he said, apparently, you know, the kid didn't follow instructions, apparently. The kid being 29-year-old jockey Jose Ortiz, who's won millions upon millions mm-hmm. of dollars. Never betting on that guy again. Doesn't he's got Jason Tatum like dog. And, in him. and how much do the uh yeah, small dogs and how much do the jockeys make? Do they make like a percentage, I like a 10% cut of the purse? I'm actually not sure what the exact purse cut is. Mal might might be able to, to tell you better than I can, but it is, I mean, it's a it's a percentage. It's the same thing for the for the uh uh their agents. They're they're all just a percentage off of uh winning purses. So yeah, in this country, it's a, you get a flat a flat fee, which is like 130 pounds or something ridiculously low uh, for risking your life, and then yeah, 10. percent So um, that's why you get these, these jobbing jockeys who are out riding 100 um, 100 horses a week to make a few quid. Um, but yeah, 10. percent I think. So using the so the, apparently this isn't the same at all tracks, uh, and based on the skimming this thing, this is maybe um, directly related to the prestigious level of the track, but like the Kentucky Derby, for example, of the 1.86 million in the 2023 race of the first place purse, 186k did go to the jockey. So, nice. uh, 10% first place, 5%, so 30k of the 600k went to to second place and third place was same 5%, 15,000 out of 300,000. So, I mean that's a I I I would imagine the casino nearby after a good oh, man. after a good derby day see the jockeys all at a table together <laughs> just imagine being 20 other jockeys and 20 other horses just to win a used Nissan Rogue yeah. essentially <laughs> yeah hey hey it's uh, it. run for the roses uh, honestly if th- this show doesn't exist I don't think but give me hard knocks with the jockeys oh yeah Three part mini series, just do the triple crown. Yeah, leading up to the triple crown, like that. That, that would be ooh, awesome. I, yeah. I'd watch that. But like horse racing in slow motion, I want to. It, it looks awesome. You know they fight like NASCAR style, probably. After oh yeah, that. Fucking, little, little jockey fights. I like it. I, I think like it. I think you would need some sort of translating specialist from the UN to come in to keep track of <laughs> yes. that. Um, all, you would have all, to read all that different tiny series. countries. Oh, let's just wait a couple of years. AI will do it. Yeah, it's easy enough. <laughs> All right, hey guys, we got we got to go uh, get down on some bets. Uh, big thanks yeah, as always for calling into the show. Make sure you check out Mal on Twitter at Mal underscore B underscore Sport. Check him out on the MLB Gambling Podcast and the Premier League Gambling Podcast. Shout out to his uh, squad, looking really fit there on the yeah, pitch. Yeah, Newcastle. And uh, you know him, the Freakness, aka the Wolf of Oaklawn. Uh, subscribe to the Notorious OTB for all your horse racing needs and make sure you that subscribe button, uh, youtube.com slash sports gaming podcast, wherever you get your podcasts, new pods, uh, dropping on YouTube, uh, Sunday to Thursday, eight 30 Pacific, 1130 East. Thank you for participating in the sports gaming podcast for the sports gaming podcast. I'm Sean stacking the money green and he is Ryan. That means sometimes we're on at eight 30 in Arizona and sometimes we're on at nine 30 Kramer. Let's
it right 